one thing I try not to do on this show, I swear, is to get into the, hey, so-and-so signed so-and-so, and that so-and-so could have come to Pittsburgh. Because you could do that 24-7. This, though, I think is a little different. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And you could tell I had to think about what day it was, right? This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that hopefully will go better than this one. Which, by the way, is the first one I do of the three every day. Sonny Gray signed with the Cardinals for three years and $75 million guaranteed. There's also a $20 million club option on there. He's 34 years old. He's coming off a terrific season with the Twins. And he got just about the right amount of money. There's not any surprise to the terms of that contract, at least not for me. That's kind of where I thought... He'd be. That's kind of where I think most guys in that range that I've been describing for you for a while are going to end up being. In fact, the one pitcher who I identified by name as someone the Pirates should be targeting is Gray. He's, he's just right. He's the Goldilocks fit that was in play. And after this agreement was reached between Gray and the Cardinals, word comes out, and this always, always, always emanates from the agent, who the other teams were that were in the mix. Pittsburgh wasn't mentioned. Now, that doesn't mean that Ben Charrington didn't have some kind of contact. Doesn't mean Ben Charrington wasn't at the very forefront of it, for all we know. But that's the only information that's available in the moment. And that's not okay. That's not okay. Look, you can have your own uh, metrics. You can have your own design if you're the pirates on who you'd want to bring in in a normal setting. This isn't that. This is Mitch Keller as one starter, Paul Skeens later in the year as another starter, and then just a bunch of blank spots in A year in which the front office themselves are declaring that the Pirates should be competitive slash contending. To not even be in on this, presumably? To not get this player? Not presumably? I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not following whatever that thought process might be of Charrington and his staff. I I really don't get it. Unless it's a whole lot simpler than anything I'd possibly bring up here. And that's that they're just not very competitive. You can have at me for this. And please do, actually. Because I don't like doing this, as I said in the open. And I don't mind being taken to task for it when I do it. Because it's the lowest hanging fruit that's available to anybody who's commentating in any form on Major League Baseball. Oh, look, so-and-so signed somebody and your team didn't. But what's left in terms of somebody that you could bring in that would be an impact pitcher? Not a project, not a, a hope, not a dream, 
And to state that in blunt terms, not somebody that you'd be hoping for Oscar Marine to fix, since Marine doesn't fix anybody and, in fact, sends most of his pitchers reeling backward from his tutelage. So you had an opportunity here to get one, count him, one significant pitcher at a reasonable market rate coming off a season in which he would have been the Pirates' best pitcher in 2023. And you're not in on that? You're like not even knocking on the door? You're not even yelling from the street? How about at least playing the boombox and holding it up to the window? I don't remember what movie that was. You're trying to get the girl's attention up there. whatever. Nothing. Nothing. So I have no recourse today other than to believe that what you're going to see is, in fact, another Rich Hill type. Heck, maybe Hill himself. He's available. And another Vince Velasquez type, he's also available, but he's coming off Tommy John. And then from there, it's going to be, let's just see what we can get out of our guys or a bunch of 4A pitchers that they think they're going to be exceptionally clever in discovering. This isn't a complex offseason, my friends. There's a lot of things that need to happen, but it isn't complex. You need to get yourself a big league first baseman who is either Carlos Santana or his superior, and I'd be fine with Santana. And you need to get yourself two, arguably three, drop into the rotation guys. Like they show up in Bradenton in the rotation. Not that you bring seven or eight of them in and say, let's let's see who's going to really mow them down in grapefruit ball. You need to have real live starting pitchers in Bradenton on day one. Otherwise, you're not taking this season seriously. So let's see how they respond, if they respond, to a team that was in last place last season. That's how the Cardinals have no tolerance whatsoever for losing. And they were bound to have one of those. They really were. It's been like 30 years since the last one. But that's how you address it. You go and you get serious. Not to win points on the talk shows or whatever else here, but because you just made your team better. The Cardinals just made their team significantly better. And they might be better than the Pirates as we speak. And does anyone at 115 Federal get bothered by that? When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone and... You do the rest. It's a ton of fun. It's a great meal. And it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door. Your car. Your bike. Your computer. Your gun. 
Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Hugh, who says it's entirely within the scope of probability, DK, that the Pirates will continue to get this wrong. So might we see even more bullpen games without a true starter? Now, personally, I'd like to see the active roster increase to 28, but without limits on the number of pitchers you could carry on your active roster, your GMs would just add two more pitchers and we'd have even more bullpen games. So maybe part of the solution would be to reduce the number of games in a season to 154 like it was in the old days. I'd be for that. Hugh, you bring up a lot of different points here that could make for a lot of different J1Qs and discussions, all of them good. The concept of the more bullpen games, do not rule that out. The state of roster manipulation in Major League Baseball is at an all-time high. And the Pirates, if they aren't at the forefront of it, they're real close. I can't rule out myself that you wouldn't see a summer of Bailey Falter throwing two innings just because the other guys can't hit lefties. And you'd want them to take one turn through the order of facing a lefty, that kind of stuff. And you are 100% correct that if GMs had the option to add more pitchers or even greater flexibility to bounce pitchers up and down to the minor leagues, they would abuse it beyond anything you can conceive right now. They'd have guys basically living somewhere between here and Indianapolis and driving in one direction or the other, depending on what day of the week it is. And I don't think I'm even exaggerating. Like, what's a good Dayton? Let's do that. Let's stack like half a bullpen living in Dayton, Ohio, somewhere in the middle on Route 70. And they just go left, right, left, right, depending on what day of the week it is and what Ben Charrington needs. That's probably where baseball would head if it weren't for some headwinds that are being faced right now. And by that, I mean there's already discussions at the top level, all the way up to Rob Manfred, about doing things to make sure that baseball gets the starting pitcher back into the game. That's more of, you used the term old school there, Hugh, as it applied to the schedule, but that's more of an old school thing as you're going to the game. You want to know who's starting that night on the mound. You want to know who's going to be out there. Something you talk about with your kid. It's the matchup. It's part of the, the intrigue. It's the marquee that's out front. And no one, no one wants to go to a game and see, you know, Bailey Falter is up there. And, and I'm not knocking Bailey. He had a nice, encouraging couple of months here. I'm just using him as an example of this, the, uh, the starter type, the not starter, the, the, the opener. That's what they've been calling it. The opener. Bailey Falter is pitching tonight. Hey, kid, 
I remember in my day when I went to Three River Stadium and I saw John Candelaria pitching against Nolan Ryan. And tonight you get Bailey Falter against some dude from uh, the Cubs, Iowa, AAA affiliate, whatever. You don't want that. I, I'm, I'm with that. I don't tend to be the whole everything old school is better in my stances, but I'd like to see actual starting pitchers. And I believe that that's true all the way to the top and that it's going to be legislated in some form or regulated that you're going to see a return to starting pitchers. Well, the Pirates don't have any other than Mitch Keller and Paul Skeens and whoever it is that Ben Charrington gets. And I don't believe that there's any amount of finagling of his roster or of the up and down rules that'll compensate for that. But I guarantee you they'd love to try it. I appreciate the question. Terrific stuff, Hugh. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. I'm going to do another one of these tomorrow. 